So I got a quick, quick question. Um, how how long before, um, well, how would you say is the what is the maximum time you have before you get finish eating leftovers? Three days. Three days? Two, three days. Okay. I'm not saying I, I do it. That's that. I'm not the biggest fan. For me, it's more like one day. I'm not the biggest fan of leftovers. Okay. But I like my shit fresh. Mm-hmm. But I've seen, you know, family members, two, three days, you know. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, so when you say you start from the holiday or you start the day after? Day after. Day after? Day after will be considered a leftover. That's day one? Yeah, 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 yeah. The day of is just... It's not really left over. You're just getting more of, you know, okay, okay, of the fir- of the first initial. You okay. know what I mean? Because I know, I know, you know, around the holidays, a lot of people. That's like a big topic. They're like, oh, about know, leftovers, right? About yeah. leftovers. You know, how long does it take? You know, for you to get rid of it, and what um, what is the uh, like the max, the, the, the cutoff point? Yeah, because yeah. you know, you got yeah. some people that's eating it for days, weeks, Facts. and I'm like. Nah, that's a bit. That's a bit of a drag right there. Yeah, it is. It is. So, um, yeah, me one two days. Okay, okay. Um, first and foremost, I want to shout out my guy, uh, Seth Diddy. He actually is the producer who made the uh song in the beginning of the podcast. Oh, nice the intro song. So, nice, nice. Um, shout him out. You know, I apologize for not shouting him out when I first started this, but um, we want to big up our our people within our circles, right? Definitely, um, because you never know who's listening. You never know who knows who. Um, so shouts out to Seth Diddy. You can follow him on social media. You know, look out for him, up and coming producer. Nice. Um, not really up and coming, but you know, he's he's been out there for a while. Right. So right. Right. I just want to shout him out. So, when it gets started, uh, good morning, good afternoon, good night. Welcome to another episode of the Silent Noise Podcast. I'm your host, CJ, and today we have a very special guest. Um, he goes by the name of Corey K. What's up? What's up, brother? How you feeling? I'm, 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 I'm chilling. I can't complain um, because you know it's it's funny when you have that. That first that comes that first conversation with somebody and they say, you know, how are you? How are you doing? And you say, oh, I can't complain because if I do complain, what are you gonna do to to change it? Right, right, right. So, right. Um, I genuinely mean it when I say I can't complain because I don't want to complain because complain for what? Yeah, and it could be a lot worse. Exactly, it could, it be, could a be a lot worse. A lot so. worse. Just gotta appreciate where we at. Appreciate what we got. Appreciate the good people in our life. You know exactly. I mean? Shit could be a lot worse, bro. <sighs> Man, you know I mean? Especially, you know, being that we're still in a pandemic. It's facts. It's just, you know, as we progress and, you know, the year's almost done. And here it is, year two, going into the pandemic. Um, Each year that we're going further and further away from when it first started, we actually can say that we're blessed. Yeah, we definitely are. Lost um, a lot of people. A lot, lot of people lost jobs. Exactly. Lost income. Like you know yeah. what I'm saying. So we just yeah. gotta appreciate what we have right now. Right. A lot of people um, take for granted. You know, even just waking up. Facts. Because a lot of people didn't even wake up. So, um, 
but to answer your question, I can't complain. I'm I'm just here, just uh, working, grinding, just staying productive, and um, you know that's why we're here. That's all we could do. Um, Shout out to you too with the podcast, just putting your best foot forward. You know what I mean? Appreciate you. A lot of people procrastinate. The the easiest, the hardest thing to do is to start. Once right. You start. Right. And that that's and it. that's that's one of the things that I I tell people all the time is. I don't care if you play a sport. I don't care if you rap, if you produce, if you got a podcast, you do stand up. As long as you just start, that's it. You never know what can what happen. Can happen after because yeah. you never know who knows who. You never know wherever you 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 do your work at, who's in the same room, who's listening. Right. So as long as you start, that's all that matters. So. One of the things that we've uh, noticed during the pandemic was the party scene mm -hmm. and the change of how we party. Mm -hmm. I can't speak for the rest of the country. I can only speak for New York City. So would you say the party scene is better or worse prior to the pandemic? Um, I would say that's a double-edged sword because it got better in a sense where we appreciate events now. We appreciate good music. We appreciate each other. We appreciate having a good time. Okay. But the one thing about it is parties are being kept any and everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Nothing against the, the event planners and promoters who's doing that. But now it's like we are subjected to just just partying anywhere now right you know what i'm saying like you know people are partying in basements in different places like you know um it's feeling like the old days where it's like all right let's just open a door and party you right know what i'm saying which is which is like it's i cool. said it's, it's a good thing too because people are just appreciating the actual party instead of like you know right the 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 bells and whistles that come with it right you know what i'm saying so it, it's for me it's a little bit of both now when it comes to the party scene, as far as how you throw events, because right. I know you don't throw events, you throw, you make productions. Yeah. And would you say that the pandemic made it better or worse for you personally? Uh, the pandemic kind of made it constant because we've been doing... We've been doing these big productions before the pandemic. You right. know what I'm saying? So we just had to upkeep what we what we were doing. Like right. I always say elevation is the biggest thing with with any any career. Like right. you know what I'm saying. So it was like we had to just keep on doing what we were doing. Mm -hmm. Even though we were subjected to certain during the pandemic, we were subjected to certain spaces. Okay. We still made those spaces the best of what they could be. Right. As opposed to other people just opening the doors and just party. Like we still put in a lot of money and work into these spaces that we were subjected to during the pandemic mm -hmm. and still made it a production. Okay. So, you know, we, we, it's not like we had to up our game or do anything extra, like, and it, or it made us better. It just really made us sharpen our skills a little bit, but we were doing this before. You know what I mean? Now, the reason why I asked was because now it seems like you would have to do a little extra to get people to come out as far as a lot of people 
to this day are still right. worried about, you know, with COVID lingering right. around. And now we have this new variant. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had several variants, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, would you say you had to change your uh, promotions, promotion skills as far as like to to draw, to get the t- attention of people to bring them, to bring more people out to um, your events? The biggest thing with me, and this has always been it, is we chase the feeling. We don't chase the money. We okay. chase the vibe. Right. So... I sell people on the experience. I sell people on the vibe. And this was, like I said, before the pandemic. Okay. So even during the pandemic, this is what we were really promoting, like the vibe, the energy. Mm-hmm. When you come into a Corey K event, you forget about everything that's going on in the outside world. You're just worried about that three, four hours that you're there and right. having the time of your life. You know right. what I'm saying? So we create an escape. Okay. That's the best way I like to put it. You know, we create, Corey K events creates an escape. Like, you know what I'm saying? Okay. So when you come there, it's like, it's a, just a different type of feeling. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, Everybody's so- loving everybody. It's just a room full of positivity. I mean, I'm not one of them promoters that just stay in my section and just party there all day. I will walk around the whole party and, you know, greet everybody, right. give everybody a hug, dance with some people, buy somebody a drink. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm that type of event planner. So. Right. Um, and, and I can attest to you doing that because all of the events that, I, that I've been at that you've thrown... You've done those exact right, things. Right, right. I never stand around, still. You're yeah. mingling, you're interacting with the guests, which is what you're supposed to do right, exactly. as a host, as you know, for your event. Right. Um, because a lot of these hosts slash uh promoters are, like you said, just chasing the money. Mm-hmm. When the money will come eventually. The money's gonna come, but man. My thing is you have to um and I've said this to um to 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 Reef, such to um DJ Big Reef. I've said this to him a while ago. I said, when I when I when I host or promote events, I treat it as I'm having guests in my house. Mm-hmm. When you have people at your house, you want them to feel comfortable. You want them to feel relaxed. You want them to feel you want you want them to be entertained. Home. Yeah. Right. So that saying, "My house is your house," is 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 a real thing because mm-hmm. my thing is. I don't want you to leave here and be like, oh, he didn't offer me anything to drink. He right, right, he right, he right, right. speak to me. Right. You know, I don't want you to just come into my house and I'm just like, oh, make yourself at home. And then I just go into my room and do whatever. Right, right. So my thing is- you guess. Right. So my thing is, you want to you wanna leave them with a, with, a good, with a good feeling and make it so that when you do that next event or events, they're going to want to come back. They're going to say, oh, I remember- at such such event, you know the decor was amazing, or the music was amazing, or, um, you know, you want to leave them with that that feeling of I want to come, come right, right, and that's that's the impression that we want to leave on people every time we throw an event. Well, right. Corey K throws an event, right? I want I want to come back. What's gonna happen next? Like, damn, I gotta wait a whole year for this. Like, we want to create that anticipation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's why I was never being on throwing a million events a year. Right. Like, I want people to fiend for the next one. And exactly. to see, damn, what is he going to do next? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, for the listeners, um, can you give us a little synopsis of how you became Corey K and where, where it started from? Well, first, to go all the way back, my first name was Shatakori. Okay. 
about over 15 years. Now, I got that name in high school. Shout out to my boy, Sean. He gave me that name because of the way I dress. Like, I used to wear a lot of European clothes, European brands, Diesel, and, you know, those stuff like that. And he gave me that name. One day, he just kept calling me Shata, and then he said Shata Corey. And then okay. I was popping in high school. Shout out to Skip and the whole crew. So we just came together and said, how can we make money and have fun and get girls? Like, so it was just like, let's just throw parties. So from young, I feel like I always had a gift to bringing people together. Like even on school trips, every time we go out, all our friends, like people just always wanted to be around Corey. They always wanted to be around me because I was the one who told the jokes. Like I was just full of energy, full of life. Right. So that spilled over into doing the events. And to this day, I ask myself all the time, I was never like the flyest kid in school or the best looking. I had the nice car that a lot of girls attracted to, a lot of people attracted to. I always just kept myself, you know, nice. Right. But when we did events, thousands and thousands of kids came out. Mm-hmm. And it, it to this day, it still puzzled me like, yo, what? What were we doing? What is it that that I did that made those people want to come out? Want to come out? Like what? What is it that they want to see? And I I think to this day I still don't have those answers. Like you know what I mean? Like what right. is it that people love about a Corey K event so much? And um, to go back to Shout to Corey, now I had that name for like ten years. And the route I wanted to go in my career, I wanted to be in the same buildings as the Jay Zs and the Diddies and the Swiss Beats and certain executives and people who are really moving the culture. Right. And one day I'm thinking like, all right, I want to get a liquor sponsor eventually. And I can't go to them and be like, my name is Shata Corey because they're going right. to automatically think I'm like a Jamaican killer or something. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So It's not really professional. It's not professional. So I decided to change my name to Corey K, which is, that's my actual name. Right. So that's around the time we started doing Black Excellence. So it was more me just evolving again and just... Um, rebranding myself and I wanted to people I wanted people to see that we could do different things see that we could be the guys that's on TV too we could dress up we could um, look a certain way act a certain way get in certain rooms okay so I was I wanted to be the poster child for that okay dope dope so so you say roughly you've been doing these events well you've been doing events period you say for almost about 15, 20, about, almost okay. 20 years. Okay, yeah, 20 years. Time. So as far as the big events, like the Black Excellence and the Dubs and Tropez and stuff like that, how how long have you been doing that? Black Excellence, this is going to be year 11. Okay. Dubs, three years, Trope three years. Okay. So Dubs and Trope is fairly new. Okay. But Dubs and Trope is, 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 getting, is getting crazy, like... Doves and Trope is actually ha- has more people than Black Excellence, but Black Excellence will always be my baby. Right. The difference with a black tie event is like you, re- you really have to prepare yourself. You right. can't just come out. So I feel like that's why, I mean, Black Excellence does amazing, but Doves and Trope is event are events where you could kind of like, you know, be a little last minute. Mm-hmm. Black Excellence people, I've heard people say, if I can't come correct, I'm not going to come. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because it's your event. Mm-hmm. And I get that. It's a black yeah. tie event. You can't just right. wake up and be like, all right, exactly. let me go. You know, you don't want to wear something you already wore. You got to get hair, nails, this, right. that. So it's a big deal. Right. So I get it. But it's still an amazing, amazing production, amazing event. Okay. So I kind of know the answer to the question. But what would you say out of those three would be your favorite? 
Black Excellence is my favorite. Right. Yeah, yeah I can't it's, expect it's, 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 it's close to the heart. You know right. what I'm saying? Black Excellence is close to the heart. And it's it's also... Now, I don't know if, if this is the first year that it's happened, but I know this year actually falls on your birthday. Yeah, yeah. I I think it happened before. I can't remember. But it was a while but ago. The, yeah, it was a while ago. But this year is on my actual birthday. So that's why it means... Really special. Uh, yeah, yeah. It means okay. a lot to me, too. That's, that's More because up. it's on my actual birthday. So... I guess you know we can dig into we can dig into uh, Black Excellence. So what what is what exactly is it that made you want to start Black Excellence, and what does it like mean to you? Um, Black Excellence means a lot to me because for those who know me, they know I love to dress up, right? So I wanted to do something to show our people that we could dress up too and look good, like I said before, and just change our mindset. Like once you once you dress up in a suit, your whole mindset is changed. What you're in a dress, you got a fresh cut, fresh hairdo nails done all that your mindset is different right and one of my mentors always told me dress the way you want to be addressed you know what i'm saying so i took that to heart at a very young age so that's why i started to do black excellence and i also saw diddy and jay-z's like big parties and their black tie events and i said i want to attend that one day shout out to obi too as well obi the promoter right I saw those type of events and I said, I want to bring that to my community. I want to bring that to my people. Right. So I started it 11 years ago. And in the beginning, you know, it was hard to get people to really fully commit to it. Like guys would wear a button up shirt with jeans. Right. Girls would wear like, you know, jeans too with heels. And mm -hmm. like they thought like that was dressing up. But the thing is, we just didn't know what what it was. Like we, we, we believe what we see. So right. as like as far as that, I had to continue to show people, no, this is how you wear a tux, this is how you wear a suit, this is what you're supposed to, you know, get it tailored and stuff like that. Right. Over the years, it, it just became crazy. Now it, it got guys damn near dressing better than me in my own events. You know <laughs> right. what I'm saying? So people really, really go in for black excellence, spend hundreds and thousands of dollars on transportation, mm -hmm. outfits, appearance, flights. flights. So I really, really appreciate the love. And that's why Black Excellence, I I feel like I owe it to the people to go above and beyond for that, to give people a great experience. Like, right. That's why I bring the artists that you don't see every day. Last year we did Genuine. This year we got Case, mm -hmm. a couple other surprises. So okay. it's just like, I feel like Black Excellence, I got to go all out. Right. And the crazy part with Black Excellence is it's not really a money maker for me. Right. Black Excellence is just for really for the branding, mm -hmm. especially doing it at Capital. For the last three years, Capital is very expensive and, mm -hmm. you know, but people love that venue. So right. it's like I sacrifice black excellence to give people a great experience. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that's what, that's a very big key and what a lot of promoters wouldn't do. Right. You know what I mean? Put the people first. I also feel like that venue, it goes hand in hand with black excellence. It does. Like it it, does. it's, it's, and I'm pretty sure when you were shopping around for venues, and you came across that one. I'm pretty sure it kind of like clicked. Like, yeah. nah, this is the spot. And the first time I, I, the first year I got it, I've been trying to get them for like about a year. I've been calling them, calling them, calling mm -hmm. them, and they kept. They never said no, but they never said yes. I had to right. keep going. So I was very consistent in getting it. And then, you know, the deal that they give is not what we're usually used to. Right. You know what I'm saying because they're not like a a club. Okay. So it's like you got to pay for literally everything in there. Right. But I knew making that sacrifice. Would have elevated the brand to the level it's at right now. Right. You know what I mean? Because I think my first Black Excellence was 20... Genuine was 2019, correct? Genuine was 2019. Yeah, so that was my first Black Excellence. And 
anyone who really knows me on a personal level knows that my style of fashion is very versatile. Mm -hmm. And um, when it comes to like dressing up, you know, with the suits and in the tuxedos, that's me. I love yeah. dressing up. Mm -hmm. So, you know, growing up, when it came to parties, people always would reach out to me like, you know, we're about to go out. Oh, what are you about to throw on? Right. And at first it was like, I kind of um, was, you know, not really honored, but I felt, you know, good that people would reach out to me because they would rely on me to determine what they would wear. Right. But then it got to the point where it's just like, I feel like you should just be yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, if you want to throw in a suit to a regular hole in the wall spot, Throw in a suit. And that, that's me all the time. Like, you know what I mean? Because I feel like you doing stuff like that makes you stand out. Mm -hmm. So if you go to the club and you got on a three-piece suit and everybody else is wearing jeans and sneakers, you're going to stand out. So everybody else is going to look at you like, oh, they might joke on you, but at the end of the day, you're the talk of the party. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the um, experiences that I got from being at that, that event that first time. And being there just, like, it's literally an experience. Like, it's mm -hmm. literally one of those events that you would have to be there in order to just know to, yeah. what it is that Instagram goes on. doesn't, it doesn't do much yeah. as far as being there. Like, you right. know what I mean? It doesn't do what you have to be there. It's, like I said, it's a feeling. Like, right. you know what I mean? Right. From beginning to end, it's just a room full of love. Right. And I feel like being, the event being in December, it's like the... The cherry on top mm -hmm, for the mm -hmm. for, it's like the it's like the the end of the year cap mm -hmm. that you're like you know what I had a stressful year let me go all out with and, the outfit this, hair nails right, whatever the right way exactly yeah. so you know you have you have your New Year's Eve and then you have Black Excellence yeah and I feel like since I've been at that first Black Excellence that to me is bigger than New Year's Eve mm. so um. Now I know in 2020, being in the heart of the pandemic, yeah, you took sort to of had to right. You had yeah, you took it, it you still, took it to Atlanta. It still was good, right? Like, and I, I don't want to say I was shocked, but I was just it was very humbling to see that people supported me so much and during the pandemic, right? And was able to fly out to a whole nother place, right? To just to experience that, you right. know what I'm saying? So that was that was truly a blessing. Now that weekend. Because you actually had a weekend this time. Yeah, I did a whole weekend of events. And um, so was that something that you was premeditated or you just was like, let me yeah. try something? Um, I always wanted to do a weekend, but we kind of stayed away from it because me, I'm like, damn, people spending so much on like excellence. I don't really want to. Then Christmas is right there. Mm -hmm. But I figured why not do it? Because people are flying to Atlanta. 90% of the people were coming from the Friday. Right. Like, most people didn't come on Sunday, so I'm like, why not do something? Like, they, they're there. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? So, it worked out. And everything was in straight parties. We gave back to the homeless. Right. We gave away sneakers. We did a motivational event. Mm -hmm. So, everything wasn't just all about money. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, because um, that was a, basically a Black Excellence-themed weekend. Weekend. Yeah. Weekend. Right. So, yeah. now, I just want to go back say, uh, maybe about a year, year and a half. And let's go back to the early part of the pandemic mm -hmm. and what you've contributed to the pandemic. I know you had a Black Excellence walk. Mm -hmm. And what made you 
want to do that. Um, the thing with giving back, right? I've always wanted to do it. I always give back. A lot of people don't know how generous I am as far as and I don't post everything, but I got a real big heart. And the thing is, I want to do more things to give back, but I just didn't want it to feel like a gimmick. Like, oh, I'm just doing this to sell myself or right. promote. So it, I was just waiting on the right opportunities where it just felt real. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So even before the walk, when the pandemic first happened, like February, March, one day I went to go see my mom's at work and she works at, at Methodist Hospital. She was working like 14 hours that day. Mm-hmm. And I seen like the pain in her eyes. I seen the stress of her face. And she's like, yo, I couldn't eat all day because it's just crazy in here. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, damn, I got to do something to to help these frontline workers, especially the nurses and the people in the hospitals. Right. So I linked up with a couple chefs, a couple restaurants, and we fed like over 5,000 nurses. Like every day and night I'm out delivering food. Nice. Taking food to um, different facilities and medical facilities and hospitals and schools everywhere just feeding the frontline workers and MTA workers and different things. So the reason I did that was because of my mother, you know, really and truly. And, you know, that opened up other doors for me where people looked at me as more of a, I don't want to say like a political figure, but they looked at me more for like the Superman in the neighborhood. And even after that, a lot of people say, yo, why don't you get into politics? Why don't you? Mm-hmm. I just never really see myself doing that, being a politician. I will more use my influence to help a politician right. or help certain causes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So um, around the time where George Floyd passed away, um, there was a bunch of marches and a bunch of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. So I remember one Saturday morning, I was going to D.C. for the... They just painted the um, Black thing Lives on the Matter. floor, Black Lives Matter on the floor. So I was going out there just to, you know, pay my respects and feel the energy. My homegirl Nessa called me and said she had a dream that I did a march. And she said, why don't you put something together? She said, I feel like in a nightlife, we need somebody to do it. And there's nobody that I can think of better than you where it feels real. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, I don't know. You know, you know, I know how people are when it comes to us doing stuff. They feel like, oh, we just like, even with Thanksgiving turkey giveaways, oh, we just doing that just to promote our parties or whatever. So I was like, ah. And she said, yo, just think about it. When I went to D.C. and I felt the energy out there, like something in me just said, yo, just do it. We still ain't put it together. We ain't put it together probably till like that Wednesday and the march is Saturday, right? So we literally had three days to put it together. Right. And it worked out. Like 10,000 people came out, supported. We got Eric Adams involved, a lot of cops involved, a lot of teachers, a lot of government officials. They shut down our whole walkway. We crossed the bridge and it was just amazing, bro. It was amazing. Yeah, I I definitely I wasn't there, but um, I don't know if it was you or someone else that I went live, and I was basically watching it on live, and yeah. I was just like, wow, like yeah, it was amazing, bro. It it it's a good feeling when you see someone that you're close to that makes a very big impact on our culture, mm-hmm. and you know, basically, no matter what you do, people will follow, right? So right. it's like for you to say, you know, I want to do something and have three days to plan it. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow. At that point, I knew I had a bigger calling than just bringing people out to parties. Like, right. You know what I mean, it it has to be the parties is probably the bridge to something bigger, but it has to be something bigger that I can use my voice to 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 spread positivity. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I don't. I I guess it's safe to say you don't really throw parties. You throw experiences. We throw, we throw experiences. Yes. So I don't. I don't really think it's. 
Uh, and even after that, like I did a lot of interviews on convos with Corey K with Eric Adams and you know, they wanted to use my voice to help get people to vote to help show people that, you know, he could create change. So just something as simple as the walk opened up other doors to for me to help out black politicians. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, there were people who passed away in Brooklyn and people wanted me to come and like speak at the rallies and stuff like that. I'm like, me? Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. So it was it was crazy what that one march did for 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 myself for the right. culture for Brooklyn you know mm-hmm. and um it's it's funny you brought up um one of the things another thing that you've done in during the pandemic is uh convos with Corey Kate yeah so would you say that was something that you wanted to do to keep yourself productive or was it something that you felt like it needed to be done both before before the pandemic, I've always seen myself having a, a talk show. Okay. Shout out to my homegirl Mo, which is Swiss Beats uh, manager. She's one of my good friends and one of my mentors. She gave me the idea years ago. Um, it's supposed to be called Corey's Corner. Okay. And she said, "Why don't you like interview people? Why don't you, you know, because you have a voice. You have, you know, you 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 could speak well, and you know, the right people. So this was something that was sitting in my head for years, and then. Right when the pandemic happened, I was gonna do convos with Corey K live though, like with like how we doing right now, right? With special guests and have a live studio audience and stuff like that. And then pandemic happened, so I was like, why not do something to keep me? Because we didn't know where parties were going. Like there was a point where, for like two months, I was kind of stressed out because I just didn't know what was next. Mm-hmm. Like you know, especially for you being yeah, that yeah. you throw events to a different level than right. the average right promoter slash you know right event planners so I know for you it's like I don't really know what to do right exactly so it was it was it was tough for me around that time like in March April February March April was like what's next what am I gonna do right and then you start thinking like damn I should have did this I should have did that I should have not put all my eggs in one basket but my thing is again I'm not a party promoter I'm an influencer right I should say so I just had to figure out a way how to use my influence to not even really make money, but keep myself relevant to inspire other people because that's what I do without doing it. So I started Convos with Corey K, and on the show we had some amazing, amazing guests that that's in the industry, like people who we need to know, the Nick Storms, the Larry Murrows, Ursula Stevens, mm-hmm. um, Felicia from um, F.A. Noel. We had, had major, Clark, you had Major Hype on. We had Major Hype. Right. We had DJ Clark Kent, Mr. Mm-hmm. C., um, Dayton Swam is from um, Vi Magazine. We right. had some really, really, really dope people on there. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we had Eric Adams twice. Right. We had Yvette Clark. Mm-hmm. Um, some some dope people. You know what I'm saying? And the and the convos were were amazing. Right. You know what I'm saying you could go look back on my Instagram TV and look at those. So they were good. Yeah, it definitely gave you that like talk show podcast type of feel. Right. Right. When you um and it it, it also being that majority of us were home it kind of gave you that like that reminder mm-hmm. that when mm-hmm. you would post it you would promote it it's like all right let me stop what i'm doing because at, at say at seven or eight o'clock or whatever right. time that you did it let me go take a look at it right exactly because it was something you know it and was I, something interesting i still have plans to do it how i really want to do it like, right you know what i'm saying because the we need it we need we need a face of the culture. We need a voice of the culture. We need that bridge to from you to that side of the world. Mm-hmm. Like with the with the big celebrities. We need somebody to to just bridge that gap. And right. I feel like that's me. Right. 
Um, because another um another outlet, well not really outlet, but I would say another way that I also was introduced to you was with um listening to R and B with, you know, with Reef, Big mm-hmm, Reef. Mm-hmm. And um that also was that's the why I had asked, you know, was it something that you actually wanted to do because or was it something that needed to be done? Because during the pandemic, it's just us being creatives, we were just like very idle mm-hmm. and we really just wanted to be productive and make right. sure make sure that if or when we got out of the pandemic, we, we could so. say, Oh, well, I didn't take a year off. Right. I was right. being productive during that year or two years. Exactly. So if we do come out of this, we could just continue with what we were doing instead mm-hmm. of just pressing play. Right. Or or starting from scratch. Right. So I, I do want to thank you for doing the convos with Corey K. No problem. Because no it was, problem. you know, it was it was something to it was something to do. It was entertaining. Um sometimes it would be a little serious. Sometimes it would be, you know, um, a little jokey, jokey, right? Right. Um, because one of my favorites was with um, Major Hype. Yeah, and, that one was um, hilarious. That was man. really that funny. was hilarious, that was hilarious, jokes. hilarious. Shout out to Major Hype. <laughs> yeah. So, um, now, would you say you enjoy doing what you do now, or is it more like a like a numb feeling? Like you're just like that's a good question. Um, I enjoy it, but it feels it feels um, what's the right word? Not like a job, but it just feels like I'm supposed to do this. Like, okay, I feel like I need another challenge. Like I got a challenge. It's, I mean, it's more like a career if you yeah. Were I got I got so good at doing this that I could do it with my eyes closed. So I feel like. All right, I need something to excite me all over again. Not right. saying I love throwing events. Mm-hmm. Like the biggest part of me loving about the biggest thing I love about doing events is seeing the the love on people's face when they're at my events mm-hmm. and the fun they have. But I feel like I gotta just level up now and just take something to another level, do something else that will challenge me. Like what's next? Right. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like like we were just talking about the convos with Corey K. Mm-hmm. I wanna take that to another level. I wanna get into more concerts, festivals. Doing stuff like that, like the B side event we did the other day, I want to like connect with more of those type of brands and do more intimate things and okay. you know and really really tap into people's emotions, right? Because that B side event, even though it was probably a hundred people in there, that's the goal. That's how I wanted it. Mm-hmm. I wanted it to be, to real be intimate. more intimate and for the people who truly love Jay Z. And and one of the things I always tell people is do what you love. Mm-hmm. I love Jay-Z's music. So right. I did this event for me. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to go to an event where I could hear Jay-Z all night by Mr. C or like a Clark Kent, the people who was there. So I said, I'm doing this for me. I didn't I didn't make a dollar off of that event. I put money out, but it's an investment into something that could be amazing because right. the right people saw it. Mm-hmm. You know, the Lenny S's and Tatas and people who work for our nation do right. say was involved. So the right people are seeing it. And I want to get it on the desk of Hove. Like I want him to be able to come to that event and appreciate it, appreciate his work, his music. Mm-hmm. And 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 that's the thing. I did it for me. And it turned into something big because right. it's like there's other people like me who love Jay-Z. So I straight I stay true to what 
I love. Right. You know what I'm saying? Nothing against anybody who's just and that and that goes back to doing stuff for the money. I don't do I don't do nothing for the money. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I love making money, but the stuff that I do is what I truly love. So I'm doing it out of love and the money is gonna come. Right. As it should. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought up that event because I um actually was in attendance and yeah. I from start to finish I enjoyed myself. From yeah. the time that I walked in to the time that I walked out. And the thing about me is when I go to certain events, no matter who it is, I always make it so that it's more of like a networking experience. And there was a lot of dope people in a there. A lot. A lot. And that's one of the one of the the pros of living in New in New York City yeah. is that you literally can go anywhere right. and have a conversation with someone right. and it could take you a long so, way. And that's that's what I feel I need to do more of is those type of events to bring people together. Cause I my my network is just so crazy. I know people in the hood, I know people who, who are billionaires, I know people who are millionaires, I know people who work for certain companies. Mm-hmm. So why not be the umbrella and all the people come under it? Right. You know what I mean? Because with myself growing up, I always used to go to those, you know, like you had the B-side event. I always used to go to those or similar events always was in the city mm-hmm. or it was, you know, um, in maybe Long Island City or, you know, other areas of Queens. But I've never, well, I don't want to say I've never, but it was rare that people in my immediate circle were throwing those type of events. It was always someone that worked for those companies throwing events. Mm-hmm. So when I, you know, I remember when you first talked about throwing the B-side event, it, it might've been a few years ago. Yeah. And it didn't, um, it didn't, it didn't pull through. So I didn't really, cause I was actually excited yeah, to see like, that you. A, a good amount of people were, and I, I, I feel like, you know, it's a little bit of procrastination and a little bit of, you know, black excellence is right there too. So I, mm-hmm. I just wanted to focus my energy on that. But I felt like with all the accolades Jay-Z had this year, it was just the right time to do right. it. Right. It just went hand in hand. But also, I don't really see it as like a bad thing. I, I saw it as the time wasn't right. Yeah. Right. And there, there was a reason why right. you didn't do that event at, right. that, at that time that you wanted time. to do it. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, okay, like you said, after all that he has done this year or even last year, it just made it just sense. Made sense. And then we did it at Vinny's. Vinny's is a staple place in Brooklyn for right. years, over the last 20 years. I basically grew up with them dudes. So mm-hmm. just being able to shed a different type of light on them and have people go there and shop and appreciate Vinny's all over again, that mm-hmm. did it for me. And then we had Ducey involved, which is owned by Hove, obviously. Right. We had Jay's... Um, Mr. C involved, who right. played for Hove back in the day, you know, and and, and it's located right down the block from Barclays, right, so. right down the block from Barclays, which is used to be owned small percentage, right down the block from his first stash house, mm-hmm. um, five sixty State Street. So right. it's it's just a lot of it was a lot of historical things with that event, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it 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 did exactly what I wanted it to do, you know what I mean? And the right people saw it, so I know, and I'm putting it out there now, Jay Z is gonna be at this event next year, I guarantee you. Guarantee you, Jay Z gonna be there. Now, for the listeners, you heard that here first on the Solid Noise <laughs> podcast. Corey K, Jay Z is gonna be there. Jay Z will be at the B side event next year. Now, I I saw that you you um mentioned that um I don't know if you want to get into that, but I saw that you 
uh, or heard that you want to do a big event next mm-hmm. week. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure if I'm going to do it in, in March for his passing or May for his birthday. Okay. Probably May. And then that's going to be another B-side. You know what I mean? So we're just building this brand around the greats. Okay. Like, you know, the B-side. One, one day we might do Drake. One day we might do... But I want people... I want to take this brand. I could see it being all over the world. Everybody loved Jay-Z. Everybody loved Biggie. Everybody loved these certain artists. So... They have people from Atlanta, different places say, yo, why don't you do it out here? Why don't you do it here? Why don't you mm-hmm. do it here? So my thing is, I create things that's going to last a lifetime. Black excellence is going to last a lifetime. Mm-hmm. People are never going to want to stop dressing up. Right. You know what I'm saying? So all these brands I'm creating is just planting a seed for the tree to grow. Okay. Tree of life. Like, you know what I'm saying? So these everything I'm creating is lifetime stuff. Okay. I mean, B-side is going to be something that's going to be around for years and years and years to come. Right. Um, now, quick, uh, public service announcement. Um, what I've done starting last episode, I have a segment. Um, I didn't think of a name of it yet, but Mm -hmm. basically what I do is, or what I'm going to, going to do is I'm going to support, well, not really support, but I'm going to promote one black business Mm -hmm. every episode Mm -hmm. just to, have the listeners um, reach out to them, whether it's, you know, whatever product or products that they're selling. So mm-hmm. actually being at your event, I actually came across an individual. Um, her name is uh, Nuke Star. Uh, forgive me if I'm mispronouncing the name. Mm-hmm. She actually is a artist. She, I think she raps. Nice. And she has her own clothing line. Nice. And she's also from Queens. Mm. Actually not too far from where we're recording. And she actually has these sneakers called Nuclears. Oh, dope. Or Nuclears. I, you know, like I said, forgive okay. me if I'm mispronouncing it. But they're dope sneakers. Nice, nice, nice. Dope sneakers. Um, and all she, of that happened in B-Side. This is what I'm saying. You know what I mean? So as she walked into the into the store, the first thing that stood out was her, was her shoes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, those are something that I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. So I automatically assumed that they were custom. But after having a conversation with her, I found out that she actually made them. Created them. So, you know, we were talking and, you know, come to find out I found that she's from Queens. She does music. So we had a lot of um, common interests and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. this episode, I want to shout her out and her product. Shout her out. Shout her out. Nuclear sneaker. Um, everybody can follow her on Instagram at Nuke Star N U K S T A R R. Um, her product is Nuclears, and you know, just support black businesses. Facts. Um, I feel like in our community, we really need to do that. Um, like Not yes, it's you know, we we also support these other brands like you know Gucci, Louis, right. you know all these other high end brands, but it's nothing like circulating that black dollar. So. That's what we got to do. That's what every other race is doing. You know right. What I mean? So that's why, like, when you um, dropped your Black Excellence uh, T-shirts, mm-hmm. I bought those. Yeah, off I appreciate rip, that. You know, um, it's just something that, to me, is just like, it's something that I have to do. Mm-hmm. If you're a friend of mine, if you're a, a peer of mine, and I see that you're, you're, you're extending your brand to... Uh, different areas, different, mm-hmm. you know, 
types of people, I got to support it. Right. You know? Because you never know where this could go. Exactly. And say in a in a few months or a year time, that little however many dollars you paid for that shirt or those shoes could turn could be, into something so much more. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. So a lot of people like shouts to uh I don't know if you're uh if you're aware of um Kai, cool Kai. Cool um, Kai, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. So he actually um was in a similar position mm-hmm. where he was selling shoes for a while, didn't really get much notice. And then all of a sudden, during the pandemic, it just took off. It popped off. So okay. now he's doing pop-ups all over the country. That's and dope. people are coming out by the thousands, camping out night before, two days before, mm-hmm. you know, lining up to um buy his yeah, stuff. His okay. And, you know, he also does he does shoes, he does, you know clothes and stuff like that too but one of the things that i do like that he does is when he's um when he's uh when people are lined up say camping out the night before or mm-hmm. two nights before he actually goes out sometimes and gives out free merch oh nice yeah so i think this weekend you know he's actually in miami because you know For our Basel. right yeah. so he's doing a pop-up out there so um so shouts to him that's fire um now i know a lot of people uh, kind of call you the uh, Caribbean Diddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is it that got you to the point where you looked up to say? I know you. Well, you said you know Jay Z was. Um, would you say Jay Z is your favorite artist? Jay Z is my favorite. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so you know Jay Z is your favorite artist. What made Diddy become one of the people that you kind of look up to? Um, just his style, the way he partied, the way he got girls, the way he didn't take no for an answer. It was just, I loved everything about that vibe. Like, mm-hmm. no means yes kind of shit. Like, you know what I mean? So he created his own lane. And that's what I wanted to do at a very, very young age. Diddy was a big dreamer, right? And even a lot of people don't know the story in junior high school, me and my friends at lunchtime, we used to plan our own events. Like, we had huge imaginations. So we used to be in the lunchroom at the table, like, yo, who's coming to your party this weekend? And I'd be like, yo, Lisa Turtle, Zach Morris, like, all these people. So at that age, I was such a big dreamer. And then I seen what these guys did, like, their parties and mm-hmm. the, the record labels, the music. Like, my thing is I wanted to create my own world. Like, I want you to party in my club, drink my liquor, smoke my weed, wear my clothing, spray my cologne. And and Diddy was the poster child for that probably mm-hmm. before. I mean, they had FUBU, they had Fat Farm, but he he really embodied that. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I looked up to him a lot. And, you know, even being around him, met him several times, being around his camp, like, I just loved his work, work ethic. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I, a lot of that stuff got instilled in me, but... One thing I would tell young people, old people too, just anybody getting into this this entertainment business and if you have mentors, there's nothing wrong with having a mentor, but you don't want to be in their shadow. Like I felt like I was hard on myself for a lot of years because I felt like if somebody like a Diddy or or, or a Swiss Beast or a Jay-Z is not noticing what I'm doing, I'm a failure, which is not right because there's people who looking at me like I'm a Diddy or a Jay-Z or a Swiss Beats. Like, right. I, I love everything Corey's doing. So I had a whole community behind me rooting for me. 
when I'm being hard on myself because they're not rooting for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I had to stop trying to be the second Diddy and become the first Corey K. Once I realized that, that's when my superpower really came into fruition. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that that that's one tip I would give boys to to the young entrepreneurs out there is having a mentor is great, but you know, create your own be legacy, be yourself, create your own history. And that's um one thing that I that I do pass down to people that are younger than me. Right. That just be yourself. Yeah. Because you never know where being yourself can take you. Mm-hmm. And that's why I, you know, no matter who knows me, whether you know me from DJing a party, from hosting an event to promoting an event, I always remain my true self. Right. Because I don't want to put on this front and people look at me like, okay, he's only doing it because he's in front of a phone. He's in front of right, a camera. Right, right, he's right, behind right. a mic. And it's like, no, I'm doing this because that's who I genuinely Same thing with am. Me. I am who I am all the time. Like, right. You know what I mean? Right. And um, that's one of the things that I've noticed from being at your events is anytime I was at a Corey K event, I always thought like, I always felt like, yo, he is giving me that like, I'm at a Diddy event. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never mm-hmm. been to a Diddy event. That's but the- What's crazy is that's what those going to my first Diddy event, that's the feeling it gave me. Like mm-hmm. even like uh shout out to Obi again. Um yeah, going to my first um Diddy event, it was just like I'm hyped for the whole day. Like, yo, who am I gonna see? Who could I take a picture with? Who could I network with? Like what 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 type of experience is it gonna give? It's like those butterflies and the fact that you said that, like, I love that people have that feeling mm-hmm. coming to Black Excellence on one of my events. It's like, right. you know, you don't want to just see all of this on TV. Like, and, and that was my thing is bringing that type of energy, that type of vibe to to my people. Like, we mm-hmm. deserve to feel that too. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, like I said, my events is like an escape. Mm-hmm. So I want people to just feel like, yo, I'm here. Let me just have the time of my life for these couple of hours. There's so much going on in the world. So... I like people having that feeling. Mm-hmm. Like black excellence is a feeling. You know what I'm saying? And that word, that word right there, escape, is basically what has got a lot of people out to these events because right. you never know what people are going through. Mm-hmm. And people go to these events for so many reasons. Mm-hmm. Whether they're celebrating something, whether they're just, oh, I had a bad day, I had a bad week, I had a bad month, mm-hmm. I had a bad year. So, um, that's why out of to me, my favorite event that you that you throw is um Black Excellence because it from January up to November, it's just like okay. The anticipation. You, right. Yeah. So with me, it's like, you know, starting from once my birthday is done and end of October, it's like, all right, I know November's coming and then December, mm-hmm. then we start preparing for black excellence. Right. So you know, I'm actually kind of glad that it's, you know, in it's going to be in New York City this yeah, year. Yeah, right? yeah. So yeah. Um, I'm actually kind of glad that it's here. Um, so it's like, I don't really have much to prepare. Um, but, you know, got to reach out to, you know, my tailors and make right, sure right, right, haircut right. appointment is set up. Right, and, you know, right. um, got to get the nails done and all, all that other that, stuff. And it's a, it's a whole production. Right. And um, I don't quick sidebar i don't really know why um women look at men different or weird when they say that 
we get our nails done. Yeah, it's just it's just hygiene, it's right? Just physical hygiene. Just they, y'all could do it. Why can't we do right. it? Right like, now, I know when I was younger, I'm not gonna say it was it was like you know, I well, I guess you could say it was it was more like a feminine thing, right? It wasn't until I, I think it's just more hearing it, like yeah, I'm gonna get my nails done. Yeah, like, you'll be like, what? Like that's for girls, right? Yeah. So it wasn't until like my pops or say my uncles or whatever were doing it. That's when it clicked, and I'm like, oh, maybe it's like a cool thing to do. Right. So that's when I started doing it, and then when I would go out, it's like women would notice it. Yeah, rip. they do. Because they do. obviously, if they go, say, every week or every two weeks, they know, they could they get spotted from a mile a away. A good manicure from a mile away. Right. Yeah. So now it's like, not only do you stand out from how you dress, but now they notice, okay, you know, he got his hair cut, he's dressed well. Mm-hmm. And he got his nails done. Mm-hmm. You just racking up brownie points. Yeah. So, um, I people like, see that you care about yourself. Exactly. You know I mean, exactly. And and they can respect you more mm-hmm. because if you're within a group of say three to four guys, you stand out. So say, if you're a single man, a single woman will want to be a you know she will be attracted to you more right. than the other guys that you're with. Mm-hmm. So. That's why I always keep, you know, I keep my nails. I mean, like I said, even saying it now, it sounds kind of weird. Right, right, right. But I always keep my nails done. And um, I would like for men to take care of yourself more. Yeah. Because you got to take care of your physical appearance. Yeah, because, you know, um, it, it goes a long way. Right. So another segment that I want to introduce on the show. This I actually have a name for, and the name of it is called This or That. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give you five things, and I want you to choose this or that. Okay. Shots of Corey or Corey K? Corey K. Why? Uh, well, I want to know why for each one that I ask. It's not where we was, it's where we going. Nice. Nice. R&B or hip-hop? R&B. All the way. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm assuming R&B is... It's just... Uh, me. I, I got an old soul. For those who know me, I, I sing and dance all day long, right. all the time. Like, you'll catch me... You come in my car, it might be a Marvin Gaye on, it might mm-hmm. be a Trey Songs on, it might be Usher, Babyface, or something. Just, you know, R&B just puts me in a different type of zone. Yeah. I mean, I do, I love hip hop. Right. You know. It's it's funny you say that because whenever we are at the same party and a song from, say, the, the 80s or the 70s will come on, you will be one of the first people I think of because right, I know right. you for being, for being that, yeah. that person that loves that type of music. I love it. And... um. I also do enjoy music from the sixties, the seventies. Yeah. And um like even when I play music in the car and I got my phone on shuffle, if I have somebody else in the car, they'll look at me like, yo, what do you well, what you do you know about this? Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. oh, what is this? And I'm yeah. like, yo, little do you know the song that you're listening to today was sampled from By that, that song. song. Yep. So it's like you really just gotta do your homework when it comes to, you know, listening to music. But a lot of people just listen to music for different reasons. They're not listening, they're not really diving into and indulging into music. They're just Mm -hmm. listening. Yeah. So, 
Um, okay, so you said R and B. Um, reggae or soca? Uh, damn. Reggae or soca? Um, I think I'm gonna have to go with soca. For those who don't know, I'm Trini. Okay. So I, I like, I, be, I love reggae, especially conscious reggae, especially lovers rock, new reggae too. But soca. Certain songs just hit different for me because of my upbringing and just being in my grandmother's house mm -hmm. on a Saturday while they cleaning and cooking and doing mm -hmm. certain shit. So Soka just hits better for me because it 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 touches a certain place in my heart because right. of how I grew up. And Soka I mean? Soka just brings out another side. Not saying like, you know, it's a bad thing, but mm -hmm. like it's a it's a different feeling being in a Soka party versus a reggae, reggae party. Yeah. And yep. Just like there's a difference between being in a reggae party and a dancehall party. Right? right, right. Because a lot of people to this day don't know there's a difference between reggae and dancehall. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's like when you're when you're in a soca party, it's like, well, I mean, nowadays it's different because we don't party like how we used to, say, 15, right. 20 years ago. Right, right. You right. know, now it's more of the aesthetic as far as yeah. the sections and the hookah and yeah. the bottles and stuff like that. It's all for the gram, so you say. So, say, 15, 20 years ago, you would go to to a to a dance and it's like... You really partied. You really partied yeah. and you coming out, shirt drenched, um, you know, clothes looking crazy, but right. you know you left there like, damn, I had a good-ass time. time. Yeah. So, I um, that one is actually kind of tricky for me. I, I, I would really have to think about that one. But um, black excellence or doves? Black excellence. That's kind of given. Yeah. Um, doves to me is a different experience. Doves, doves, doves is up there though. Doves, it is. People are people. People really love doves. Right. And I, I, I can't put my finger on it yet, but. Doves is like a a party. It's like a church service. It's like a family reunion. It's like everything in one. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's I feel like what an all white party should be. When I think mm -hmm. about all white, I just think of of like love and togetherness. Right. Like, and that's what we we molded it into being. Shout out to Big Reef too. He he really helped create that and active create that feeling. Mm -hmm. Like. The Never Would Have Made It song, the remix, that bust at, at Doves. Right. And I and, think that was, what, 2019 That was 2019, I believe, also. Genuine. Yeah, that was the same year, the Genuine yeah, shit. 19. So, Reef's whole segment was like a, a gospel segment, and we mm -hmm. never really heard that too much in an event, and people right. were singing their hearts out. Mm -hmm. So, it was like every year, people look forward to that, that energy, like, mm -hmm. you know. So, and the year before that, Active did an amazing job. This was 2018. And Active been doing this thing for years, but this is like, I feel like one of the first times people really saw him perform prime time and really get into his element. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I, I hate to be the person that say, yeah, I did this, I did that, but that was one of the first times people really gravitated to Active. You know what I mean? And Active is a, a huge talent. Right. You know what I mean? And yeah, shout out to Reef and Active. They really helped yeah, build and mold. 100%. Um, the Dubs party. Especially, um, like I said, I want to say 2018 was really... No, 20, 2018, I went to my first Black Excellence. Mm -hmm. And after that was really like 
I mean, I knew you prior to going to Black Excellence right. that year, but that actually was the first time where I said, whenever he's having an event, I need I to be go. in attendance. Right. So I went to Tropez the following year. I went to Doves. I went to Black Excellence in Atlanta. And it was just like, I was speechless. Right. Because Thank like the, the experience, like there's no other word to describe but your events is it's an experience, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. from literally the walk-in, and to... and and that's what I feel like a lot of promoters don't put their energy into is the custom mm-hmm. experience. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying, people. It, it it a lot of it is just a money grab. There's certain promoters who really put on a good, like a good show, like you right. know what I mean. But a lot of them is just is just like I guess it's a hobby for them, and I can't be mad at them for that. But me, mm-hmm. I just love it more. Like it, this is more like a a love for me, right? I um, I want to say the Doves twenty twenty no twenty twenty one actually this year that just passed yes yes okay Coney Island um, okay Coney, right and speaking of Coney Island I want to say you actually and maybe I'm mistaken but you actually were the first person to do an event this year at Coney Island, correct? In May, I think it was. For, um, was I? Was that for Memorial or? It was the week after Memorial. The one you did was with Wahova. Uh, Wahova. Was it the first event there? I, I believe it I was. Think, I think so, you know. No, Shush was there. Okay. I was supposed to be the first, but then but the my weather. event got, yeah. Okay. Well, I was supposed to be the first. I say, yeah, you were yeah, supposed yeah. to be the first. Shush was Memorial Monday, and I came the week after her. Right. I was supposed to be Memorial Sunday. Right. But then the weather messed mm-hmm. us up, and then we had to move. Right. But I was going to be the first. Yeah, yeah you was going to be the first. So um, even that, you know, itself is still like, a, you did it. Like, you yeah. can say that you actually was right. one of the first to actually throw an event at Coney Island Art Wheels. And... Throwing your events at that location made sense because one of the climate that we're in as far as with the pandemic. And Mm -hmm. two, once you enter Coney Island and you see... It's a movie in itself. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's like literally not not even when you get into the actual party dance floor area. It's like from... Literally just walking around yeah. the decor and everything like that. Right, right, right. Is and also shouts to Shan because I know yeah, she definitely. is a big part in of yeah your events. Right, right. And what um what actually made you want to like connect with her? We I needed I needed somebody to to balance me out, right? And this business is is you're dealing with a lot of cash, you're dealing with a lot of connection so it's hard to trust people and hard to give people the benefit of the doubt in this business that we in right but I couldn't do all of it by myself you know what I'm saying I needed somebody to help me balance out my 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 workload you know what I mean because I'm not the best at everything yeah I'm a huge creative I'm I'm really good at throwing events but before I wasn't the best with money I, I wasn't the best with handling money I wasn't the best with paying people on time and she taught me how to be a better businessman Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying and one thing I learned over the years is to be a great CEO you got to pay people to do what you're not great at Mm -hmm. 
You know what I mean? So I'm not, I wasn't great at that. Like I've gotten a whole lot better over the years as far as being an overall great businessman, but I'm not the best uh, decorator or I'm not the best uh, financial person and stuff like that. So I pay people around me to do that. And I'm not the best person on social media. So I pay people who's way better than me to to do those things. And that's what created a a great team that I have right now. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, she um she's an amazing person personally and business wise. Yeah. Um, you know, when it comes to you if you know Shan personally, you know when it comes to any event that she throws, she gives her one hundred and seventy percent into fact. it. And that's why I respect and it's twenty twenty really was a year for not only just women. Winning, but black women, women facts, and you see that she doesn't give a half-ass job. Yeah, she always gives a hundred percent, and I commend her for that. Mm -hmm. And I always wanted to know who was the mad man, or in this case, mad woman behind the scenes. And when I finally got to meet her, it was just like it makes sense. Yeah, every good cop need a bad cop, right? You know what I mean. There's certain, there's certain conversations I can't have, certain things I can't answer, certain things I can't do just to protect my brand. Mm-hmm. But that's where she comes in, and you know what I mean. She's like, nah, you know, we can't do this, or we could do this. It's not a good look for this. It's not a good look for that. So, you know what I mean. And then there's times as as my as my brand grows, I can't be that accessible. You know what I'm saying. So people can't come to me for all type of crazy questions or ask like. You know, email my assistant, deal with the team, do whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Okay. So it's just me, and that and that that goes back to having a good team. I could be able to do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, going back to Coney Island and and every it's I've noticed, and I'm pretty sure you you keep this in the back of your head that every event that you do, you try to up it every yeah. year. Yeah. Because you have that's 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 my gift and curse right there. Because it's like what the fuck I'm gonna do now? Like I'm right. a, I'm gonna bring a fucking horse in here or some <laughs> shit. Like you know what I mean? Like, but even if you did, yeah, that's yeah, expected. yeah, yeah. People would expect I wouldn't, me to I bring a fucking I horse. I wouldn't think yeah. like, okay, why the hell is there a horse here? I would think that's something oh, that yeah. people would do. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I'm, 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 I'm. Like we done had fire breathers, aerialists, magicians. Right. For those, we did the crates. Mm-hmm. The crates were popping at that time. Like right. we did choirs and shout out to Storm. I see you got her hat on. Yeah, yeah, I had on here. Storm opened up Dove. So it's just giving people a different experience, man. Right. Like anything I see, like there's you you can't tell me there's nothing I can't do. If I want if I want somebody swimming in a pool, I'm like I'm I'm gonna make it happen. Right. Just just to give people that experience. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I always I always keep that thought like, okay, he did this this year, but I already know next year is right. gonna be something tigers crazy walking around yeah. or something like it's always going to be something like spectacular mm-hmm. at this, you know, particular event. So the last one that I want to um that I want to uh ask is Hova did as far as what? Business or music? Both. Musically, Hove Diddy has done a lot for the music business as far as um, he changed the game. He gave it a sound. He had his own sound. Mm-hmm. He made people party. He made people dance. So 
they're both very important to me. But Hove is that's my artist. He just opens up a a, a different type of emotion in me and make me want to go out there and get it. Um, business wise, I like both of them for different things. I like Hove's mystique. Mm-hmm. People are attracted to Hove's mystique. Like, right. I don't see him a lot. Behind I don't know what I'm gonna get behind the scenes when he pop out. It's like, oh shit, Diddy is more in your face. If Diddy wow. creates a pillow, he's gonna promote the shit out of that pillow. Mm-hmm. So I'm like a little bit of both. Right. So when it comes to business, I I, I like both of them. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't even give you one answer on that. Okay. I take traits from both, and when it comes to business. Okay, that's that's respectable. Now these um events that you 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 said earlier that you've you've been to with certain you know artists or celebrities people that are in the in the uh in the industry was there ever a time that you got starstruck and i don't mean like on some like oh my god like it's so and so i mean like it really was just like a like you just froze and was like oh shit that's that's diddy or oh shit that's that's hove the first time i saw hove in person I was a starstruck because I I knew he was gonna be there, mm-hmm. but it was just like, oh shit, like you were right there, damn, like I'm I'm right here, like mm-hmm. and I'm saying with him, and you know you dream about shit like this. Well, me, I can't say everybody, but I dreamt about this as a kid, as far as being in the same rooms with these people, not just to get a picture or anything like that, but I know I could be at the table mm-hmm. with them, like I know I could bring something to that table, right? So it's just me having a foot in the door. Like, that was the biggest thing for me. And it was like, damn, like, I'm really here, surrounded by these people. And it's like, I had to, and this is what a lot of people won't do, is sacrifice time or money or their self to, to do certain things, to go after their dreams, mm-hmm. right? I've, um the first time I actually, well, I met Hove before I went to his, his dinner, but it was like in passing, it was like in big events and nothing more on a personal vibe like that. But, he had like a fundraiser dinner a couple of years ago. Right. And what's hap- what was crazy is I spoke at an event, right? And there's so many different keys and gems in this story. I, I spoke at an event and I met different people on the panel. So everybody's saying what they do, whatever, whatever. One of the girls there works with the um Mrs. Carter, that's his mom's foundation. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, you know, and in my head, I know they have the, I know he has his dinner coming up. This is like probably a month before. So I'm like, all right. Let me see what this girl is about and let me see where she at so I could potentially get an invite to this dinner because I know Black Excellence is coming up and all of this will look amazing for the resume building up to Black Excellence. And also, I want to be in this room around these people. Like, I always wanted to go to that dinner. Right. So I introduced myself. Me and her got cool. She said, yeah, I could invite you to the dinner, but it's... it's um. It's, uh, I think it was like $1,000 or something like that that you had to donate to the fundraiser to attend. Would a lot of people have done it? Who knows? But I gave it to her right away because I knew the type of room I would have been in. Booked the flight, did everything, and the okay. dinner was like next week. You know what I'm saying? So I got invited to the dinner. I got there. Um, You know, as soon as I got there, Hove was gambling. I think I put up the video yesterday for his birthday. Hove was gambling, and it was just a room full of those type of people, like people who, and they're not all familiar faces, but you know they do something. Right. They had some familiar faces in there who you know, like, you know, the Meek Mills, the Swiss Beats, and, mm-hmm. you know, shout out to Ruggs. Um, those people were in there, but when Hove was finished gambling, you know, he came down, we said what up to each other, and I said, yo, do you mind if I get a picture 
Wait, first I said I'm Corey K. I introduced myself. I said, yo, I met you before with Clark Kent. We got you know a lot of mutual friends. And I said, you mind if I get a picture? He was like, bro, I ain't going to lie to you. If I give you a picture, a lot of other people in here are going to ask for a picture. So I don't really want to start right. that energy. This is not that type of vibe. But yeah. what I'm going to tell you is don't focus on your phone. Like, work the room. You in a room full of dope people. Work the room and see who you meet. And, you know, don't even worry about a picture. Mm-hmm. And that's, that. like, that stuck with me to this day where it's like, you know, me, I take pictures of certain people because it's a part of my brand. People, when I go away and do certain things, I go to these industry events, people want to see what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So me taking pictures of certain people, people love seeing that. So right. it's just like adding to my to my brand. But sometimes you got to work the room. You know what I mean? Sometimes you got to, you never know who's in there who could change your life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that was a, a, a very big gem that he dropped on me. It's just like work the room, like, you know? That actually makes sense because being at your events, you don't, I don't I don't put you in the category of the other promoters slash event planners because mm-hmm. you work the room. Mm-hmm. You interact with your guests. You're not really on the you know, in your little section, you know, smoking hookah, drinking, whatever on your phone. You're interacting with the guests. You're right. whether it's you're dancing with people, you're drinking with people, stuff like that. So, you know, now that you tell that story, now that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um the last thing I want to ask you, well, two things I want to ask you, is um, you have you have kids, mm-hmm. one daughter. You have a daughter. Yeah. Okay. So, would you want her to follow in your footsteps, or would you want her to chase her own dream and do whatever it is that she wants to do? Uh, it's fifty fifty. I would love for her to chase her own dreams, but it's in our DNA. She wants to be an entrepreneur. Okay. Like, you know and I mean, she wants to create her own line of um, her own line of like facial products and cosmetic products and stuff like that. So she like has skincare. it skincare. She has it in her, mm-hmm. like, and I see it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not gonna push her to be like a doctor, a lawyer, or a teacher, or something like that. Nothing against that, but I want you to follow your dreams. She got that that spark in her. Like she could cure, command the energy in a room. She could command the attention in a room. She's very personable. So she's a lot like me. So I, I know she's going to end up doing something similar to what I'm doing because I'm with her all the time. She's seen me on the phone calls and grinding mm-hmm. and, you know, talking to certain people, how I talk to people, setting up deals. She's going to end up doing something like that. Okay. It's just figuring out what. What? Okay. That makes sense. Um, well, it was a great pleasure having Thank you. Thank you. Today. I appreciate you, bro. Our, we appreciate you adding to the culture and doing what you did and what you're doing. Thank you. Thank and you. And continue being the great person that you are. For those listening, you could let them know where they could follow you, where right. they could find you. I know we have, you know, with, with this is yeah. like two minutes, two minutes left in the fourth quarter. Right. So yeah, you know, yeah, we got, yeah. Uh, we got is, black excellence coming this up. This is, yeah. I'm, and, I, and I woke up this morning real nervous for some reason. I just felt like I had to go, like I got to go harder. Like, so I had to give myself one of them pep talks. Like, yo, right. you're great. You're amazing. Just right. like finish up strong. And um, my Instagram handle is Corey K, C-O-R-R-E-Y underscore K. Uh, my next event is Black Excellence Sunday, December 19th. And that's all my actual birthday. So all I want for my birthday is for y'all to come out and experience this. It's going to be, it's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. We got Bunch of great entertainers. We got Case performing. A lot of nice. surprises. A lot of dope people are going to be in the building. So make sure. And this in. is 
for the listeners, this is a formal event. Yes, yes, black tie. So come in your suits, your dresses, get it tailored, take Ubers, take limos, like, you know what I mean? Preferred. Right. It's going to be amazing. Right. And this is located in New York City? New York City, yes, um, yes. And they could find tickets, tickets you could just Yeah, you could just click the link in my bio. Okay. And everything nice, will nice. pop up. Um, before we get out of here, I want to shout out uh, a good friend of mine, Flo. He just dropped, also Storm just mm-hmm. dropped some new music. Yes, yeah, shout um, out to Storm and Wes. Storm and the Machines. Um, they, I happened to listen to the uh, the album when they when they dropped, and it was amazing. Mm. Um, it's great work. Um, I wish they would have done it, you know, a little earlier in the year, so mm-hmm. we could um, end the year strong. Right. But you know, things happen for certain reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, with Flo, he actually dropped two projects. Nice. Um. And I want everyone to any streaming platform you could go search flow. I think it's three four nine. Tap in, tap um, in, yeah. Right, and um, same with uh, Storm and the Machines. Any streaming platform you can find them on, and run it up. I am your host CJ, and uh, we are out of here. Thank you. <laughs>